does it. We're we're rolling. Hello. Guys, guess who's back? Hello. No, seriously, go ahead, guess. We'll wait. Hello. It's Cecilia. Uh, Tyler was a sick boy this week. He was a sick boy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got real sick, and um, he didn't have a voice. He just didn't want to podcast with you, man. The reality is Tyler hates me a whole lot, and we hide it really well every week on the podcast, and this week it was it's just a little too Josh much for him. finally got the hint. So, uh, so Cecilia graciously agreed to podcast with me again. And I feel like these episodes are everybody's favorite episodes anyway. You're welcome. No offense to Tyler. We love you, Tyler. We miss you. Get better. Um, But not really. I just drank a whole 20 ounce of Dr. Pepper, Diet Dr. Pepper, and it was delicious. So that's where that burp came from. Um, Was that necessary? I feel like you didn't need to burp into the mic like that. I'm just being authentic. 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 For our audience. I turned into a valley girl for just the last syllable of that word. Authentic. So, guys, we're going to talk about some stuff. Um, That was all for that sentence. I don't know why I acted like there was more. I I hadn't really thought out that whole sentence. Wow, yeah. I was just trying to transition into the the episode. Great start. Um, So, Cecilia, what Tyler and I usually do is I will usually ask him Uh how his week has gone Uh uh, up to this point. Uh Tyler's not here, so I'm going to ask you. Okay. How has your week gone up to now? So, my week has been very interesting interesting is the is the word i'm gonna use for it that. has been an interesting week for you very interesting well we're gonna get into some of that yeah we will we will yeah. but it, it has been very interesting so um my parents were in town uh-huh both of them um, at the same time yeah so my dad was in korea and he flew in on monday yep my mom flew in from north carolina on thursday yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it was your birthday. It was Josh's birthday. Oh yeah, my birthday was uh, on the first. Yeah, so his birth your your birthday his birthday your birthday <laughs> was on the first. My dad's birthday uh, was on the third. Uh huh. And my birth um, oh my goodness my mom's birthday is coming up on the fourteenth. So we uh, celebrated all three of your birthdays together. With some real good burgers. Real good burgers. And probably the best old-fashioned... Well, definitely the best old-fashioned I've ever had. Mm -hmm. It's the best from this place. Maybe the best one ever. Oh, better than Franklin Room? It's definitely better than Franklin Room, although that was a good one. Yeah. But we went to... Lux Bar. Lux Bar. It's funny it's... that you say that because, like, uh, just being the one, like, that has checked the prices for both of them. <laughs> like, the one from it's Franklin. It's way cheaper. Yeah, like, I was going to say, the one from Frank- Franklin Room, like, they're more, like, a high, like, top shelf. That was a, yeah, and that was a specialty whiskey, whiskey mm-hmm. that they used because it was from a local drop lock, distiller, no, I think. Drop lock. Stop lock. No. <laughs> Lock, stock, and barrel is what that one was called. Stop, pop, lock, and drop it. Lock it. Stop, lock drop, it, and roll. roll. Yeah. Whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we like found out that 
Luxbar uses um, what was it? All uh, they use is they just use Jim, Jim Beam. Beam. Yeah, they just use Jim um, Beam. But so it's so good. It is. It's a bourbon whiskey instead of a rye whiskey, which changes the taste a little bit. But uh-huh. then I was looking at the the ingredients, and they use cherry bark vanilla bitters yeah something like that it was something and i think exotic. that's what does yeah, it yeah it's very it's yeah. so good and the presentation was a lot nicer yeah with like that big ice cube in there yeah that's true um so yeah so we had so it was, real good meal yeah um so we had that um i got my license renewed my driver's license renewed that was another heck of a right adulting had, is the best i had so many interactions with the government this week <laughs> that <laughs> there's just like there's so much. Like I did yeah. my taxes this week. Uh-huh. So there's another part of the department of uh-huh. the government uh-huh. um which we've also found out that even though it is a section of the government drivers the secretary of oh, state yeah. doesn't recognize it as the a department. The BMV of the... doesn't give a shit about what the IRS says your address is. Sir, it's, Apparently, it's I'm sorry. It's the it's the BMV in Indiana. It's the DMV it's everywhere Euro else. Indiana's more. stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, the DMV doesn't care what your address is, yeah. according to the IRS or anything really. They they don't trust anything the IRS says about you, yeah. even though it's another branch <laughs> of our. Yeah, so infrastructure before, government. Before everyone here thinks that I'm an anti-American, <laughs> anti-government, I love this country, um, but I am not a citizen, and that's, I think, part of what makes everything else a little more difficult. Everyone relax. She's here legally. <laughs> I am legal. I have documents to prove that I am legal and have been legal for a real, real long time, but... Almost the whole time you've been here. Yeah, no... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's 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 preface that by saying that I have been legal the entire time that I was here. But I'm okay, just saying, like okay. I've been a legal resident, like a green card holder. Right. I was on a different visa. That's a whole different story. But it's I was a, on a different visa. It's a whole thing right, when I first came. Right. Um. But yeah, so I've had a lot of run-in with the government this week, and I did not enjoy it. Yeah. But it was very interesting. I I mean, I got a lot of stuff taken care of, which is the important part. Um. And then he started um, address labeling our mm-hmm. our invitations, so mm-hmm. that's that should be going out. Guys, soon. Cecilia is a calligraphy whiz. If I, I'm really not, if anybody, okay, so <laughs> anybody that's that's listening to this podcast, if you get an invitation to our wedding, those were not printed out on a computer. Cecilia wrote those out. I just want you to the, know the sacrifice of. Um, to it save. takes about three hours per invitation, <laughs> but they look real nice. I try, I try. So if I hear that that those end up in garbage somewhere, ooh. Ooh, you are not coming to the wedding. Mm. I don't care what your RSVP says, you are not coming. That's right. But anyway, so that was my week. It was okay. very, it was an interesting one. It was, this was very busy. Week. Yeah, it was very busy. Um, a lot of like going to the airport. Um, a lot of, you know, hosting because, you know, my parents were here and a busy week at the, I mean, the, usually the dental field is very slow during, um, January and February just because everyone's insurance, like they want to use it in December Uh and with all the holidays and stuff like that, like, you know, dental cleaning and dental work is not the the priority on their list. So they got to save up their benefits for in case something happens later in the year. Obviously, that's, you know, we yeah. procrastinate and everyone wants to get in in December. Right. But um, 
so yeah, so it's been kind of slow at work, but everything else has been a whirlwind. It's ramping up. We're three months yeah. away now. Three, uh, um, almost, almost four, because it's like the end of May. So okay. yeah, just under four, just months, under away four months away from our wedding. What, what? Which I am happy to report that it is still on. <laughs> she hasn't dumped me yet, guys. <laughs> I mean, I spent so much time on that calligraphy. I'm getting married no matter what. She's in at this point. She can't back out. Uh, All right. Well, um, I mean, I tell Tyler this every week, but my week was pretty uneventful. (laughs) You say that. We had a great. We're like, oh, wait. Yeah, well, that's true. We did have a great meal. Thank you for our meal at Lux Bar. Uh, That was a real good birthday meal. Um, we're still trying to watch what we eat. So that was a nice little break from the diet. Uh, it was a real good burger on a pretzel bun, Mm -hmm. some real good fries. Truffle fries. Guys, until you have not eaten fries for like two weeks (laughs) and then you just stuff your face full of fries with just great ketchup, just truffle fries and an awesome burger with actual real bread. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, it's it's real good. That just tells you how how often we have fries when we say, "Oh, we haven't had it for two." I weeks. went two <laughs> weeks without fries. <laughs> I was gonna say some people probably don't even eat it for like a whole month. That's true, and they're totally fine with it. But yeah. that just tells you that we love junk food. We like food. Um, all right. So yeah, I I mean, my week was kind of boring. I I uh. Just spit it out. I well, I'm trying to think. I don't even know what I did. I like I I played some guitar and did some of that kind of stuff. Um, I read a little bit. I started a new book. We have um, since we're getting married. Our pastor is we're going through some premarital counseling um, because Cecilia is is really just kind of an awful person, and so we're trying to figure out how to make that work uh, within the bounds of a marriage. Right, and that's um, why. Um... He kept asking me if I still want to go through with this marriage. Yeah, that's that's what happened. That's not even a joke. He's literally asked that question three or four times. It is not too late to back out. It has been literally Uh, his opening. I told Cecilia last week. I'm not sure he wants us to get married um, because he keeps saying that. No, so I I, I started reading um, the book. One of the books that he suggested that we read uh, before we get married. It's called The Color Code, and it's, it's about people's... Uh, different types of personalities and why they are the way they are and how they interact with each other and understanding other personalities. Um, and I also started reading another book that I got that's called um, crap. It's by John Acuff uh, do over. It's called do over. And it's about kind of uh, like, if you want to change your career path or enhance your career, or it's kind of a, it's, I guess it would fall into the guys or the, not the guys, the category, the genre of a self-help book. Um, but that I think cheapens what it actually is. Johnny Cuffs is a, he's a brilliant author. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, so both books are, are pretty good, uh, at least so far. Um, I'm only, I think a couple chapters into both, um, but pretty good so far. So I did that. Good. That's, that's pretty much it guys. I worked and did everything else that adults do too. But that's it. So, um, all right. So we're going to get into some stuff. And I will I will also preface what I am going to say by saying I don't hate America either. I was born here. <laughs> I am an American. Um, and I also have documents to prove it. 
Um, and I am grateful that I was born here as opposed to pretty much anywhere else on the planet. However, I have some questions, but I think most of them can can jump off of the one question, the biggest question that I have. Mm-hmm. And that is... Why? I was going to say, what is America doing? (laughs) (laughs) No. My question is, I want to talk about nationalism. And my question is, why are you proud to be an American? This is a question to everybody, not just the people in this room. I was going to say, because I did not know that you were going to ask that question. And I don't know how to (laughs) answer that because I'm not an American. So what do you want me to say? You are a a green card holder. You're a permanent resident right now. If you're going to be talking about nationalism, I have to talk about why I'm proud to be South Korean. No, no, no. no. (laughs) I'm not like this does apply to everybody. Right. I mean, most of our audience is American, although we do have a huge Australian audience, too. So what was shout out to the land down under? Um, throw another shrimp on the barbie. Anyway. And we're back. Uh, no, no, no. I, so this is more a question to just the broad, just the world. (laughs) Just the world. America, really. But apply, if you're in another country, apply it to your country. Here's what I want to know. Why are you proud? I'm legitimately asking, and I I have some follow-up thoughts for this, but why... Are you proud to be from the country you're from? Hmm. Here's why I'm asking that. Like I said, I am grateful that I was born in America. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to be. Don't feel. Um, I'm grateful to be an American, but I don't feel like I have the right to be proud hmm. of being an American because I didn't do anything to make this country what it is. I didn't contribute to its founding. I didn't fight for its freedom. I didn't sacrifice anything for America to have what we have. I didn't even sacrifice anything to get here. I was just born here. Hmm. So for me to say that I'm proud to be an American, I I know there's a lot of rhetoric and a lot of fanfare and there's a lot of songs and things that talk about, you know, I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free, but why? Like why, Hmm. why would I be proud of that? That's not mine. I didn't do that. Yeah. It's interesting that you mention that, um, like, you were, like, you didn't do, like, anything to earn it. Yeah. So, I'd be interested in finding out, like, if people who were naturalized, so, like, people who became citizens, mm-hmm. like, if they're even more proud, or I don't know if I can say they're more proud Yeah. to be an American because they're, like... We fought for this thing. Like, I, I mean, I have gone through the whole citizenship application. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I don't think people realize how difficult that whole process is to become an American. I, I will. I'll tell you for sure. People don't realize. Yeah. I just we'll get into some of this, too. But just from things I've read in the last few weeks, months. Yeah. Um, some of the comments I've heard made in person and on the radio or TV people don't realize how hard it is. Yeah. Well, so I think the identity comes from the fact that, okay, so you were born here, so you are already instilled in the fact that, like, I was born in this country, so therefore I'm an American. Mm -hmm. But I think the nationalism comes from just the surroundings of, like, the things that you see 
um, Americans do. And we're like, oh, well, this is why. Or I guess it's more of a comparison. I it's guess. definitely a comparison. I think, yeah, I guess it is more of a comparison. But, but my point is, I don't... That's... Okay, fine. I am, as an American, hmm. born in America, I am more free... I... Okay, forgive me. I'm I'm speaking in broad strokes. But I am more free, I think than any other citizen of any other nation on the earth, I think. Hmm. As far as our government goes and individual liberty and things like that, I think America provides the most of that. Um, So I think it's definitely a comparison thing because me as an American can look at every other country and say, I have more Hmm. freedom Hmm. than you do. I have more, maybe I have more opportunity than you do or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's all probably true right but i still didn't do that Hmm. so for me to be proud of that is kind of bullshit yeah because that's not my doing that that's just where i happen to be born yeah and if i was born in britain or canada or south korea or japan or uganda or whatever like that would be where i happened to be born too Mm mm-hmm and I would have no more reason or right to be proud of being born there than I do of being born in America, my circumstances would certainly be much different, which mm-hmm. is why I say that I am very extremely grateful right. to be born here and to live here. But to be proud of it is weird yeah. to me. It's a weird concept. I never thought about it that way either. So here's why I'm asking this. Hmm. Um Okay, so up until recently, Tyler and I were trying to keep this podcast pretty uh, neutered, I guess, for the for the lack of a better word. We were trying to stay pretty politically neutral. We were trying to not curse, for instance, um, and steer away from steer away from certain topics that might put people off or whatever. Um, we were just trying to be as as non volatile as possible. And both Tyler and I have kind of agreed that, you know, this year kind of moving forward, we would just like to be honest um, and that the audience would kind of do what it wants to do with the podcast. And that's fine. Um, You don't want to listen to us turn it off. (laughs) No, and that's totally true. And I don't, I don't, I don't. That's America. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't feel that or say that with any kind of hard feelings about anybody that would say, I don't agree with this. I'm going to turn it off. That's fine. I like, I would do the same thing and I do do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I said, do, do, um, I do the same thing with other, other forms. That's when they turned it off. (laughs) Not about anything else. Just, they're like, they were fine with everything else. But when we get into poop jokes, they're like, okay, this is too low brow for me. Um, but I do that with other forms of media. If I, if I'm not enjoying it or if I can find zero common ground or whatever, like there are things that I choose not to consume. I will say it sounds like I'm patting myself on the back and I, I am, I guess a little bit, but I will say that I, I do choose to consume a lot of media in all kinds of forms that I don't agree with because I don't agree with it because I feel like I need to have a constant stream of opposing viewpoints to keep me well-rounded and balanced Hmm. um because i want to know what the other perspective the other viewpoint is right not everybody's like that and that's fine i'm not saying the way i do it is better than any other the way anybody else does it my point is 
I, I'm going to share some opinions. I think we are going to share some opinions. So if you don't agree with it, that's fine. I, we're not offended if you turn it off. The reason I'm, I've been thinking a lot about nationalism is in the last few weeks, there have been a few things that have happened here in America um, that have really made me question whether or not <laughs> being a, an American <laughs> is now what it has always been kind of cracked up to be. Now, I so I grew up, Tyler and I have discussed it, but I, I grew up very, very conservative, very sheltered, um, very uh, segmented, even as far as like the American population goes, in that I the world I grew up in was a little, a little more sheltered, a little more conservative than even the conservatives that also exist in America. And so I've kind of, I think, grown out of that. I've grown, I think is the right word, but still it's it's a very just you know base level conservative idea to be proud of your country to be proud of being an american you know and to be super patriotic and i think it's dangerous when patriotism and nationalism start getting combined and become synonymous i don't think they're the same thing at all but my point is so donald trump is now our president um I fucking hate that man. And I'll say that. I don't care. I, if you disagree with me or not, that's fine. And I use the word hate on purpose. Um, there are not many people in the world that I would say I would hate. Um, he's one of them. Hmm. So, and it's not because it's not because I've jumped on a liberal bandwagon or whatever. It's because the man's a liar. He's an egotistical maniac that, and you lost half of the audience. I don't care. I don't care. No, like, I understand. I totally understand. And I, you know what, though? like, And that kind of brings up a good point that patriotism and, like, nationalism, like, if someone's – a lot of people, like, look at that as, like, oh, I'm proud to become – I'm proud to be an American because of blank. Right. But it can also go the other way. It's like, I am so freaking ashamed – that's where I'm at. Yeah, like ashamed to be blank because of what America does. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm ashamed to be associated. That's the reason this has all yeah, been kind of floating the, yeah, through my also, mind. Yeah, I think it's the association. I'm ashamed to be associated like with what's going on here. The guy who's representing our country is doing blank. Yeah. yeah. So in particular, one of the hot button issues recently has been the travel ban um, that President Trump instituted with an executive order. Um and that's a whole other thing. If if you were a conservative for the eight years that President Obama was in office and criticized, which I saw hundreds, thousands of people doing, every time he issued an executive order saying, you can't be a dictator, that's not how this country works, and you've praised all 11 or 12 executive orders that President Trump has signed within his first couple, three weeks of office, you're a fucking hypocrite. Um <laughs> But one of the executive orders that he just signed was a travel ban. Um, and don't tell me it's not a travel ban because it is a fucking travel ban. People with legal visas, valid green cards, valid permanent resident cards, uh, were those visas were canceled. That's the word that the State Department used. I'm not using that word frivolously. Visas were fucking canceled. Yeah. Um, and people that were out of the country that were here legally that had already been vetted and gone through that entire process 
were told they were not allowed to enter the country. And that ban was for it was supposed to be for a total of there there have been two numbers floating around so i'm not sure i'm sorry which one is true the two numbers were 90 days and 120 days i don't know for sure which one it was Hmm. i've also been seeing a copy and paste phrase like a whole paragraph of text from not the constitution but some amendment or bill that was signed into law I don't know how long ago, stating that the president does indeed have the legal right to do what President Trump did. And I'm not arguing that. I'm sure he's got the legal right to do it. However, the man doesn't even have his entire cabinet yet. He has nobody in place. We didn't even have a permanent attorney general. We had an acting attorney general. So he's, he's doing things without people around him that can advise him properly on things like this. And Senator McCain, who is also a conservative, said that he did this without really talking to or consulting with the State Department itself. Yeah. So whether he had legal right to do this or not, he did it. Hmm. Um, and I, I'm not disputing that he had legal right. I don't think he had the moral right to do it if that makes sense it doesn't matter to me if he had legal right or not yeah it just surprises me that he that the only the, the surprising part of it for me was that like how quickly like that's like the like literally the first thing like the first two weeks he's in office and that's like the one that he is well there was there was there were other things too i think but... i think there were 10 more before this one yeah but it was all literally within the first two weeks of his his presidency yeah and the other ones were all like I think eight of the other 10 were economic. Like mm. he, he re um, he reinstated the Keystone and the um, Dakota access pipelines yeah. and the you know, healthcare. yeah, told them to go ahead with it. He uh, put in place a, a process that will basically kill Obamacare. Um, so most of everything that he did before this was economic. Mm. And then he, he signed this, travel ban yeah um as i think the 11th or 12th that he signed yeah um what's alarming to me is is the questions that nobody is asking Hmm. which are why and why now because we haven't had a terrorist attack on american soil since i think i could be wrong on a large scale since the boston bombing yeah um and my memory is fuzzy on this too, but I think the perpetrators were American citizens. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of the things that happened here were um, domestic. Like these were like American citizens, or like right. they were, they're like it's in house. Right. There's, it has nothing to do. We we've with got people are coming from. We've a, got mass shootings happening all the time like within our own school soil, shootings with... by American citizens, not yeah. by foreigners, and. So he, the question the question that I've got that I, I don't see anybody else asking and I'm not sure why hmm. is why now and yeah. why at all because the the uh, the opposition to people that say this travel ban is a bad idea the people that are for the travel ban was the easier way to say it yeah. um <laughs> are saying well should we just let everybody into this country then like he he's just trying to protect us we can't just let anybody in. 
But my point is we're not just letting anybody in. No, it. So, yeah, that part's the one I, when people say that, should we just let everyone in? That part is where I'm just like, no. That's not what's happening. That's not what's happening because, like, as a person that has always, like, been traveling outside the country and coming in, it's like, there are so many, like, things in check to make sure that, like, you are legally coming in, like, to go background checks, like, the fingerprinting and all of that is in place. I mean, then what were you guys doing this whole time before? Like, why why do we even have applications for visa, applications we- for green card, application for citizenship, applications just to travel, period? Is because, like, you guys are trying to suppose, you're, you're supposed to have all these things in check it's, to prevent anything yeah. from happening. It's a fucking ludicrous but argument, argument all to of a say sudden, that we're just letting anybody in. Yeah. If we were just letting anybody that wants to come in, in, no visas would have been canceled. No permanent resident cards or green cards would have been invalidated because nobody would have had them because we were just letting everybody in. That's not how it fucking works yeah. in the first place. Yeah. So... Everybody that's saying, oh, he's just doing this to protect us, that's fucking bullshit. That's not why. And he hasn't actually said why other than to say he's protecting our, quote-unquote, protecting our country from whatever he's trying to protect it from. That's never been clear either. But my point is, we already have a process in place. Right. And people are already being vetted. And it's not a walk in the park to get into this country in the first place. Right. (laughs) So, so why all of a sudden, like, heighten that and confuse the F out of everybody? So what's actually going on here is my point. Because, the okay, I'm going to make a, a comparison here. And this will probably offend some people too. And I know it's an extreme comparison, but I think it's apt. Hitler's rise to power was almost entirely predicated on a fear that he was able to instill into the German population. Hitler was elected legally. He was appointed by, I don't remember what they called it, the president maybe of Germany. Um, There was at one point before he was appointed the, he was the chancellor before he was appointed, but I think think they called it the president. Mm -hmm. It was him, he was the chancellor, and the, the the head of the country of Germany, I think the president, uh, were in, in power together. There was Hitler, the chancellor, and the president. Mm. Um, the president passed away, I believe is how it went. Um, and before he passed away, he appointed Hitler, mm-hmm. you know, just... He said, basically, we don't need two heads of government. Yeah. Just be the guy. And so Hitler was the guy. Yeah. Um, but Hitler's rise to power, his speeches, he was a very charismatic person. Right. He was completely different than anything they had ever seen before. And his whole his whole um, philosophy. Yeah, his whole uh, platform. His whole platform was fear. It was all of his speeches were fear. It was if if we don't take action, this and this will happen and you know, everybody's out to get you and, and all that kind of rhetoric. His book, Mein Kampf, um, is filled with that kind of stuff. Fast forward to 2017 and Trump's entire campaign was fear. Everybody's out to get you. Everybody's out to get me. Look how they attack me because I say that they're out to get you. And he got elected. 
Because fear is a powerful motivator. Right. So, how many how many terrorists were getting into our country before this travel ban, and how many are we preventing now with this travel ban? My guess, not much, because, and don't give me the bullshit that Obama did the same thing, however many years when he was in office, because he didn't fucking do the same thing. He didn't cancel legal green cards, nope. legal permanent resident cards, and legal visas. My dad was able to come he in put, and out. <laughs> he put an extended process on the vetting, right? And the the red tape basically that people had to go through to get those things. Mm-hmm. He did not cancel visas overnight yeah and he so it's not the fucking same thing yeah okay so all that like let's talk about your experience with this recently because if if you're if you're sitting here listening to all this and you're saying bullshit like people okay so the travel ban was on people from i think seven different countries Mm -hmm. um all middle eastern all predominantly muslim it was not a religious uh ban it wasn't a ban on muslims it was a ban on the country uh immigration and travel from those specific countries Mm -hmm. um however it was an overall tightening from every from on travel from every country um and everybody was just told to to be more careful and wary um but all travel was cut off from seven i think seven specific countries from middle east so if you're sitting there saying this is your it's bullshit like this didn't really inconvenience anybody <laughs> first of all the state department Enter would my dad the state department <laughs> would beg to differ with you because the state department has released numbers upwards of 60,000 60,000 people who were unable to travel yeah think about it you're this is where you fucking live you were gone out of the country for whatever reason, and just because your your country of origin happens to be one of these seven countries, you can't get back into where you live, where you work, where your family is. Think about that for a second. E- even if it was for two weeks, that would be catastrophic for most people. Yeah, I mean, like, and we're talking like about that. ninety to one hundred and twenty days. Yeah, like even um, like Amazon and like all those like companies yeah. have released saying that like it's it's slowing us down because these people yeah. just like for this, business travels and stuff like that yeah it's not just it's not just individuals jobs and it's not just family problems and it's not just you know inconvenience we're talking about yes all of those things and we're also talking about american industry that's suffering because a man did a thing that he thought was a good idea without fucking talking to anybody else yeah. about it first. Yeah. So your experience with this, this yeah, week. So, I mean, I obviously like, I, I know what's going on, but I don't, <laughs> you know, this, like, I don't really pay attention to it all that much only because like, I, I choose, I'm one of those people that choose not to care too much about it unless mm. it per- affects me personally. Um, that's why I don't like, I don't even have Facebook. I don't check really check anything, anything like that. But I knew that this was in order. Um, I had an inkling that this was going to be, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be tough for our family only because our family, like you you guys hear on the podcast all the time, my family travels a lot. Um, my my parents um, were, I'm, I'm from Korea, I'm from South Korea. My, my entire family's from South Korea. Um, and my dad and I'm like, including myself, we're all Korean, South Korean citizens. 
and um, all, all of us have green cards here except for my dad because my dad um, had a job in Korea. So he um, travels back and forth a lot just to see us. And he has a house in Korea, and that's his residence. Right. But since I live here, my, uh, my brother lives here, you know, they, my, my mom and my dad, they travel quite often. Um, so with that background, um, and also uh, something that if you guys didn't know, so basically there are certain countries that uh, United States has a partnership with where you are allowed to travel between those two countries without a visa so that is like a travel like you have obviously you have to go back within so it's only a 90-day visa-free travel for the purpose of just traveling it's kind of like a tourist visa but it's visa-free so my my dad mind you he has been traveling he's been like going back and forth since 99 like really really long time ago um, he has here, his PhD here. He, here for three months, right? Yeah, three, here for, here three, for three, months, three months, but have to go back to the country of origin. And then he, by law, he has to at least touch foot on Korean on soil. On Korean soil, yeah. After three months. After three months. Right. And then he can come back. And then he can come yeah, back. Yeah, like literally he can like be, stay at that airport for like check, basically check in and turn right. around and come right back. Right. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the law because, you know, you have to come back you can't stay here more than 90 days right um and a lot of the explanation that uh, they give the reason why they do that is because basically they don't want you to be working here so they that this visa doesn't allow you to work here right it's literally for travel and for like tourist purposes and i'm sure i'm sure part of it is to encourage anybody that's in that position to just go ahead and get a permanent resident yeah, right card. so yeah like not yeah so like if you're going to be coming to that often right. like apply for it but, but that but by law you have it's to, three months three here months. and then you have to travel back yep and yep. at least touch down in korea exactly and then you can come back um so yeah so my dad has never committed any crime he has always he has always followed that rule mm-hmm. there has been no trouble whatsoever um, he even has global entry, so he right. comes in and goes out of this country um, very easily. Like he is, he seriously, he has traveled so much between these two countries. He has everything down to a T when it comes to like exactly know like how much to bring, how much to like, you know pack, and all that stuff. He is so good at it because he's been doing this for we should forever. We should document it sometime. <laughs> And post it because it is like it's down to a science. It is down to a science. Um, he is part of the Million Miles member club member, and not a, like there are very very few people who have that. I mean, there are people that travel for for um, for business and stuff like that. So I'm sure like those people have those. But he, this guy, has racked up so many miles that he has like million miles under his belt because he has. I mean, it's Korea. It's from here to Korea is yeah. is, is a really really long trip. So. Anyways, so that is a background on my dad. So he is supposed to fly in on Monday. The travel ban was placed on Friday before that Monday. Right. And I had an inkling, man. I mean, I just knew that, it was like, okay, wow, you know, the, you know, O'Hare is going to be kind of chaotic, which I kind of figured that would be. Yeah. 
But little did I know. So my dad was supposed to fly in. He told me that it, at 8 a.m. I'm going to touch down and I was working. So I said, OK, you know, like the customs and all that. It's going to take about, you know, two hours just to um, get everything squared away, find his luggage, check bags and all that stuff and come out and I'll be able to you know, pick him up during lunch. He texted as soon as he landed and say, hey, I landed. And that was at 8 a.m. And I have not heard from him for at least two, three hours. I just kept checking my watch and checking my phone. I'm like, and I texted him and it says delivered, but he hasn't responded anything. So I'm like, something is up. And obviously I couldn't, like I, I called, no, no, no one's picking up. And then I get a call and missed call from an unknown number. And because I was working, I didn't pick up. And then my brother called and he left me a message saying, hey, this is urgent. Give me a call when you get a chance. So, of course, like, I was very flustered. And like, I hope something didn't happen to my dad. Like, what happened? So um, I called my brother back and my brother said, hey, um, so USCIS agent called from O'Hare saying that um, my dad is detained and they are like questioning him and was basically asking my brother just a bunch of questions about like my dad's background like what does he do like what do you do whatever what does our family do and all that stuff and him say yeah they said they tried contacting you but you weren't picking up um hey so just giving you a heads up like if they if some someone calls like make sure you pick up but there's a chance that my dad might not be able to get in so you can already understand, like, you can see how I was furious at that moment. I was like, wait, I don't understand. Did he break any law? Like, did he smuggle something in that I don't know about? I was like, no, they checked it. I mean, they checked his luggage, whatever. They did everything. There's nothing wrong. He's never once been on a watch list. No, nope, never. He's never had this kind of trouble, trouble before, ever. Ever. No record. Squeaky clean. Um, no, so he didn't break any law. So... I kept asking, like, what then? What what is the big deal? Like, why are they detaining him? I say, well, they're just questioning him because he's been in and out of this country too frequently. To which, I was saying, um, he has been in and out of this country because your like this the state law or the the country's law is that you can't stay here more than ninety days. So he is required to go back to his own country and come back. Yeah. And that's why he's been traveling back and forth so much. Mm. But he has followed that rule to the T. Like, he always goes back before the 90 days is up. It stays in an ample amount of time and comes back in an ample amount of time and always has followed the rule. So I was very confused, but, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I'm almost shaken up a little bit. But I was like, is there any way that I can talk to my dad? I was like, well, you know, an another agent is probably going to call you to verify some information. I'm like, all right. I'm like waiting for the call, waiting for a call. Two hour passes, still no call, no answer, nothing. And then my dad texts and said, I'm out. So from the time that he texted saying that he landed was from Which 8 a.m. 8, 8 o'clock. And time he said, hey, like, I'm out. I'm getting my luggage. I'm going to be available for pickup. Was twelve thirty, so four and a half hours. So like, I mean, like four probably like questioning for four hours. The four hours. Yep. He was held and questioned. So I'll interject here and just also point out, your dad is 
South Korean. South Korean. Yeah. Speaks very little English. Some. Some. Yeah. And a he, little he English. Most he understands most, but it's not it's not easy for him to communicate in English. And there was no translator. No translator. My dad asked this, for a translator in this quote unquote interrogation for four hours. There was never a fucking translator so, yeah. that spoke Korean. <laughs> so when I when when I so I when I picked up my dad, like I was like, what happened? Like what is happening? And my dad was like visibly like shaken. Like I can tell that like, he was like not okay. And he's done this travel so many times, and I have never seen him like that. So I was like, why were you detained? Like, did you do something? Like, this was something anything different this time around? He said no. But as soon as he landed, he they asked him like, what he was doing here? Which he said, I'm here to see my my daughter and my son. And they asked him like, you know, where I was and all that stuff. And then they said, hey, we're going to take you to this room. So he waited. They said he waited for about like an hour. They fingerprinted him, went like checked through all his records. And then this one. So my dad like clearly explained to me that like one guy came in, you know, asked a bunch of questions. And then that guy left and then came back with another guy. So two guys were holding him, asking him all these questions. But this part is where I got really, 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 really upset is because they were, first of all, they took his phone, went through his phone, found an Uber app, and then asked him if he was an Uber driver. So my dad's like, no, I, I no, like, I, it's an Uber app. And Which, <laughs> you have to be a fucking dumbass to find an Uber app and then ask if that person's a fucking driver because if you open up the app you can see if they're logged into the driver's side right. or the passenger's side like, I, mean, I don't know I, like i'm not an uber driver so i don't know but i'm pretty sure there's a different like an app there's like, a different for, like inner it's app. a whole different thing yeah 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 it's a it's a whole different thing like if you're an uber driver you have to be opening up a totally different app so it's a total different interface for that so and then my and then they started asking him like, well, do you work here? My dad's like, no, I'm here to see my son and my daughter. And then they continue to ask him, then then what do you do when you do here? When you're here, my dad's like, I golf. Which I mean, my dad likes to golf, and he like just hangs out with it. He's he's really good at it. He <laughs> kicked my butt real good where we went. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's golfing. I mean, this is like his vacation. Like he's reti- he's a retired man. He was a you know. He has a lot of savings. So, like, I mean, he's, he's enjoying his retirement. None of your fucking business. He does what he does on vacation here. Like, yeah. Um, so then my dad was like, this is like, he's there. You guys are treating me like a prisoner right now. Like I want a translator so that like, I know what you guys are talking about. And they wouldn't get him a translator. Um, basically they were like, even when my dad was saying that he wanted to like, they they wouldn't let him like put his um, hands in his pocket or like put your hands like you know where I can see him. I mean, it was like oh, okay, like he had them up there, and then it was like, well, don't rock back and forth. Like they were basically treating him like a prisoner, and my dad was like, I was so freaking offended by the fact like that they were treating me like a prisoner. I'm just and he kept asking like, what did I do wrong? Like what am like what is wrong? Like why am I being held here for four hours? Like what what kind of questions are you asking me? They're like, we get to ask you questions. You know, they were just like interrogating him the entire time. And then they were asking all kinds of inappropriate questions to my dad because my dad was 
like, you know, he's short on English, so obviously right. he wasn't, like, fluently explaining. I was like, hey, like, no, like, this is my retired life. Like, I'm going to, like, do whatever I want. Which wouldn't have been a problem if there was a translator. Yeah. But, um, so, like, I guess they misunderstood his English about, like, where his wife was, which were my mom. Like, right now, my mom is in North Carolina with my brother. But then I guess they misunderstood that and was like, oh, like, if your wife is in Korea, then why are you here? How many girlfriends you got stashed in the States? Which shouldn't be a question asked by any of officers anywhere. Yeah, that doesn't really seem pertinent to national security, Yeah, Yeah, so when they were asking him that, my dad was like... are you, are you, like, are you serious? Like, is, am I supposed to laugh at this? So, like, even my dad was asking me, like, do you think he was joking? I'm just like, oh, he better be fucking joking. Like, I guarantee you, you he wasn't joking. No, yeah. he wasn't joking. So then my dad was like, okay. And then, you know, they told him, like, how much money he has. So he had to, like, you know, like, they had to count all his cash. And then they were like, well, why are you carrying so much cash? And my dad's like, because I don't have a checking account in the States. Because I feel like carrying cash. Is that illegal, too? <laughs> No, but so, like, I think what they were really pressing him and, like, when my brother was explaining to me, like, what the questions that they were asking my brother, like, the officers were asking my brother was, you know, if he's traveling back and forth this much, he must have a job here, but he has nothing with the IRS, so they he must be doing something illegal. So they were just kept interrogating him. They've apparently never heard of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know... Uh, uh, savings. Yeah, or, I, I guess not. You know, a pension. Yeah, so or like, something. So my point with the whole thing is, two officers, two officers interrogating a guy from South Korea a who five, has a restaurant. Yeah, huh? Of like a five eight Korean man. Yeah, like a Korean man who has a squeaky clean record, has documentation of his daughter and his son legally residing here, having jobs. And him clearly not documented working anywhere, not violating any law, but decides to detain him for four hours. Like four, And then what my dad was telling me that he wasn't the only one there. So there were a lot of bunch of people that were they were doing this to. I mean, who knows? Maybe one of them like got sent back to Korea or, you know, sent back to wherever they were coming from. But my dad was explaining to me that like some of these people, like they weren't they they were not letting them in so amidst all this when when it was being told to you your brother and your dad that he was traveling back and forth too often (laughs) and quote unquote taking advantage of the arrangement that the U.S. and Korea have. Let me let me say that again so that you don't mistake what I'm saying. They told him he was taking advantage of the arrangement that the U.S. and Korea have. To travel without visa. Yeah. In order to take advantage of something, it has to be not on purpose. That like You have to be doing something that the person that arranged whatever it is didn't intend. This is exactly what was intended. Yeah. When the U.S. and Korea set up this agreement, the no visa agreement, this is exactly what was intended so that you could travel back and forth freely. (coughs) And then the law here is that you can only be here for 30 days. I'm sorry, three months at a time, 90 days. Yeah. So 
during that whole thing, it was called into question whether or not he'd be able to get back into the country if this travel ban stands when he comes back because he's going to have to fly back to Korea before the wedding. Yeah, and then and then have to come back. Yeah. Because he can't like having flown in when he did. The wedding is more than 90 days away. 90 it's days. more than 3 yeah, months so away. He can't, like, so he has to fly back to Korea and then yeah. come back. And had the travel ban stayed in place from everything that they were saying and like what they were telling him and you and your brother, yeah, like he, it was questionable yeah, whether he'd be able to get back into the country if he did fly back to Korea. Yeah. And Korea's not even on the list <laughs> of countries that were included in this executive order. And yet, so I mean, that's when I think the reason why I was questioning the whole travel ban thing is because the entire staff at O'Hare had no fucking clue what they were doing. So that's the other issue that I wanted to bring up. This, because this was done so quickly and without consulting basically anybody, (laughs) nobody had anybody fucking clue what they were supposed to do with this once it was instated. Right. I, I'm not just saying this off the top of my head. I've, like, I've done a lot of reading on this since it happened. And airport officials and TSA agents and airlines all have said they got the order and no instructions as to how to carry it out. Yeah. They were just told, this is a thing now. Do this. Yeah. And they didn't get any instructions. They didn't get any training. They didn't get any additional information. They were just told, this is a thing. You have to do this. Yeah. And I think the reason why my, like, my dad did say, like, you know, even when I picked him up at the airport, it was just a complete shit show at the airport because, you know, there were obviously, like, you know, like, media everywhere. And um, it was funny because, like, my dad, he, like, in his mind, he was just like, like, I don't know how, like, how do you deal with this kind of situation, especially if they're, like, treating you like a prisoner when you're coming here legally. Yep. Um, and as soon as he came out of those doors and like onto like the common area, there were so many people that were like soliciting like legal yeah. representation because so like that's it struck my mom. I was like, why would they legal legal representation? Like there has to be something that's going on behind those doors that people well, are like, I like this is like they're taking away my civil rights at this point. They are. They yeah. definitely are. They're violating civil rights. Technically. Before anybody else jumps on this, I understand that technically as a foreigner, you don't have this. You don't have rights in the United States. Technically, I understand that. There are such things though as human rights and civil rights as pertain to immigration and again agreements that our country has with other countries including South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um I think the reason those lawyers were there because it's it happened also at uh Seattle's airport and a few others, there are lawyers that are volunteering pro bono their yeah, time yeah. for people who are having trouble with immigration um, because they think this whole thing's ludicrous too. Um, so this is a thing that's happening, and this is a thing that was signed into law by the same man who a couple days ago said that most terrorism attacks in Europe are going unreported. Um, and several uh, official news outlets and even government uh, agencies in Europe have said that's 
where did you hear that? That's not true. Um, this is also coming from the man that just felt like it was fine to make up facts his entire campaign, and he's still doing it now. He, um, man, what was it that he just said? I mean, that European terrorism thing is one of them um, because they very quickly said, no, that's not true. Oh, he quoted some statistic about um, the American crime rate and the murder rate, uh, specifically in Chicago, that was also not true. Um, and it was pretty quickly debunked. Uh, but he doubled down on it later. Um, and it wasn't any more true the second time than it was the first time. My point is this is uh, – to me, I will speak for myself. This is, to me, obviously a man who is used to doing whatever the hell he wants to do, mm-hmm. whenever he wants to do it, his entire life. That was his appeal to the American people, I understand, when he was elected. I get it. People were tired of the status quo. But this was not the solution. And so this man is now in the most powerful office in the United States, possibly the world trying to run our country. Like he has run his corporation for years. Um, and it's going to get a whole lot fucking worse before it gets better. And I'm, I'm happy to say now that as of right now, actually as of Sunday, um, that executive order, that one specifically, the travel ban, uh, has been blocked. Um, by a U.S. appeals court, I think an appeals court. Um, and so it is not in effect at the moment. Things have gone back to the way they were before, except for the fact that people were still stranded wherever they were at yeah. for days. Some of them more, almost a week or over, because they're still trying to arrange travel plans to come back now that this executive order has been lifted. Um, the State Department has had to go back and reinstate, revalidate all of those visas, green cards, and permanent resident cards, um, and are now trying to arrange travel for anybody that was stranded in foreign countries. But this has affected people's families, jobs, livelihoods, um, and it, it was unnecessary. I, I, I come back to what are we fucking scared of? What, like... What has been going on up to this point to warrant this? This is It's not leadership. This is not leadership. A leader brings people along with him to the destination he's arriving, trying to arrive at, he or she, um, and says, hey, this is where we're headed. This is why we're headed here. Let's do this. And none of that was done. Nobody, I, I show me one person who can tell me or any of us why this needed to be done and why it needed to be done so quickly. I, I defy you to show me one person who knows the reasoning behind that. So email us. Um, I, <laughs> I really, I would love, look, if you have an informed and educated uh, opinion on this, great. I would love to hear from you because I would love some kind of logic for this. Um, if all you have is bandwagon, Trumpster, rhetoric, pro-America, we need to keep our borders safe bullshit, you can fuck off. I don't care about any of that because that's not educated. That's not constructive. And it's just – it's bullshit. Like it's 
we've been keeping our borders safe already. I I, I had always had a question about that. It's like um. Like, like building border like against the Mexican border and stuff like that. How many Mexicans have bombed us? <laughs> it's for the with Mexico. It's different. It's that's all about economics, I think, for oh, him. Gotcha. But that's a whole other thing because his deportation ideas and yeah. building this wall and all of that. It's going to cost the U.S. more money yeah. than just letting those people stay yeah, would yeah. cost us. Um. Yeah, and I mean, that's a whole other thing. And nobody's fucking coming over the wall anyway. Yeah. They're coming by air, by sea, yeah. and under the ground. Yeah. So we're going to have a, a nice-looking, very ornate wall <laughs> that's not going to do shit. Yeah. And by the way, let me just say this too. If you are an American and you believe that Mexico is paying for that wall, you're an idiot. Because Good luck. Mexico's president has said on multiple occasions, no, we're not paying for that wall. Mexico's president and Trump had a meeting scheduled, I think a week and a half ago, that Mexico's president canceled because he said it wasn't going to change anything. Trump's response was to put an extra tax on all goods imported from Mexico to, quote unquote, make Mexico pay for that wall. But here's the question I'd like to ask you. When there are extra taxes put on goods imported from Mexico, who's paying that tax? Me. Anybody? With the avocado. Anybody? You fucking are. (laughs) Whenever you buy any goods from Mexico, you're paying that tax. So guess what? You're paying the 15 or 20 billion up front with your taxpayer dollars, and then you're going to pay for it again if you buy anything that was imported from Mexico. That math is not math. Something like, like I always found interesting, like as an immigrant, you know, like remembering coming to the states and stuff like that. Like it always boggled my mind when people talk about like, oh, like immigration, immigration, or like you know our country. Like you guys are coming into the country because trust me, like I've heard it all. You know, when I was younger, um, from you know getting teased and whatnot, and you know like going to colleges here and all that stuff. So like I've always heard that the whole like you guys are taking our jobs or like why are you here or like why don't you stay in your own country i've heard all that it it boggles my mind because i'm just like wait a minute united states were literally found by people who came here and said hey fuck you all who you who are here yeah we are going to stay here and make this our country so there was like and this, I, I always like want, like wonder. I'm just like, hmm. I wonder where Trump came from. Oh wait, he didn't come. Immigrant parents. Yeah, like immigrant parents, and or you know, not, or if it's not like you know parents, like but generations of people who have come here from another country and decided to make this. Their the country. whole country is an immigrant country. I don't like if you were born here, that's fine. Right. But somebody in your family came over here. At some point, yeah. from somewhere so else. So that's why it always like boggles my mind. Unless you're people. Native American, yeah. And if you are, then I'm sorry. First of all, <laughs> sorry, love you. Um, and you this thing. is your country, so good for you. I, uh, as it as it happens, am one sixteenth Cherokee Indian. Um, you always find ways to put that so in there somewhere. I I feel you, my brothers, but. <laughs> I know um, no, I, I really don't, and I I shouldn't joke about that. But you're right, and that is that's a that's I think that brings us back to my original question, which is, why are you proud to be an American? I I legitimately would like an answer for that too, hmm. because you can like you can be grateful 
all the live long day because I'm grateful mm. that I live here. Yeah. I, I'm, I, no part of this is me saying that America is a bad place. Mm. I don't think it's a bad country. I think it is the, the, the best that we could probably do at the moment mm. um, as far as offering freedom, opportunity, yeah. and, and just potential for, for doing just about anything you want to do mm. as a human being. However, I don't think it's perfect, um, obviously, and I think that we could do better. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not even convinced that our our current form of government is the best <laughs> that we could do. I'm really not. I've thought yeah. that for a long time. Before the election, like, I, I would just like to put in perspective, I, a lot of this has been on my mind since before the election. So this is not all anti-Trump uh ideology that's just popped into my head because it's popular to be anti-trump i didn't super care for obama either i I think he's a really cool guy and i think he was super classy a very gracious person but i don't agree with all of the ideas he had i think obamacare is a fucking joke and it's a nightmare um i i'll tell you how much of a joke it is it's cheaper for me to pay the penalty every year than for not having insurance than it is for me to get insurance and insurance that's why i think it's a joke <laughs> i understand that a lot of people who couldn't get insurance before because of pre-existing conditions now have insurance, insurance. and that's great um, <laughs> Sorry. but they're still also paying Sorry. through the roof important, so important topics important i <laughs> my point is that wasn't a great idea either and i i think he even said but right before he left office if you have better ideas for this definitely let's talk about them i think he was just trying to put something in place and that was what they came up with right. still not good yeah um so i'm not like a huge obama fanatic either and i think george w bush while being a super nice guy was kind of a dummy um <laughs> so this isn't i'm not somebody that is all conservative or all liberal or whatever i am a person that thinks and and i try to look at things from just a human perspective and not a political party or or religious uh you know filter perspective or whatever so so, well kind of going back to your question like i think it is kind of interesting how you worded it like you know, what is nationalism then? Because like, if you're proud to be an American, cause I can tell you, like I'm from, I'm a South Korean citizen, mm-hmm. but I have lived most of my life in the States and sure. I love living here and I choose to stay here sure. and I have contributed and blah, blah, you know, whatever. So I can say like, I, I am proud to be in the States, but I'm still a Korean citizen. Mm-hmm. So what makes that difference? You know what I mean? What is that difference? Like you live here, I live here, and I'm proud to I, stay here. I think for somebody that had to to struggle, sacrifice, work to get here, yeah, I think you have every right to be proud of that. Yeah. I think you have every right to be proud of your parents for doing what they did yeah. because that wasn't easy. And I think you have every right to be proud of yourself for going through the whole process of, of coming here and being here legally yeah. and maintaining that. Yeah. You have every right to be proud of that. Um and I, I think I think even that is different. Like, even if you went through the process of becoming a citizen, for example. Right. I think being proud that you did that 
is different than being proud that you are an American. Yeah, that's true. If that makes sense. Yeah, so here's here's where I think it gets dangerous. We equate nationalism with patriotism, and we equate nationalism with gratitude for living in this place. And I'll say it again. Guess who nationalism was a big deal to also? Hitler. Um and I'm I'm using that because it's an easy example and it's a it's a it's a proximity wise historically it's a it's a close uh recent example but <laughs> I I'm I'm sorry but I'm saying it like it's very similar like it it became all national pride and and fear and we have to protect ourselves and we have to protect our way of life and our country and our race and our 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 society and our culture and it was all a very seclusionist um fear-based kind of way of thinking mm-hmm. and we're spiraling into that pretty hard mm-hmm. and i've got a lot of conservative friends that are blindly nationalistic and it's infuriating and heartbreaking at the same time because I, I just I feel like if you would stop for a few seconds and think you could see the difference between being patriotic and being nationalist. They're not the same thing. And I think it's dangerous when you start equating them yeah. because I, I'll be patriotic all day long because I think that means that I'm grateful that I live in a great land. And I'm grateful for the men that did sacrifice, the men and women that did sacrifice for me to have what I have. And I'll be internally grateful for those people, but I didn't do it. I didn't do that. So for me to be proud of it and for me to get all to, to intertwine my patriotism with my nationalism and say, I'm patriotic because I'm proud to be an American. It's a dangerous road to go down because we were founded on the idea that people could come here as a refuge from oppression in whatever form where they're from and when we start becoming nationalist and and fearful and seclusionist we're traveling down a road that's been traveled before and we've seen the end of it not good but we're still barreling down it at breakneck breakneck speed and it's good it's alarming so Food for thought this week. Woot, woo. There was a lot of F-bombs that were thrown in today's podcast. I'm woo. not even sorry. Look, if <laughs> if it offends you, it's totally your prerogative yeah. to not listen. This is true. Um, if you don't like us, then don't listen to us. I think it's more than obvious that we're both upset is a polite word yeah. uh, for, I think, how we both feel. Um, I don't even know if I want to apply for citizenship. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And I'll say it on the podcast. I don't blame you. No. Um, I mean, not that Korea is any greater. I mean, because, I mean, they just freaking impeached their president. So I'm like, yeah. well, go, well, woo, I don't think we're, go Korea. I don't think we're too far away from that here. So. I'm like, we don't have a president. Uh, anyway, look, I I don't hate America. I love America. I, I love having been born here and I love being an American citizen and I'm grateful that I'm here. America. <laughs> um, I am not proud. Uh, I'm not proud. And I'm certainly not proud of our president. And you know what? I'll say this before I'm we leave. Proud. 
if you have a problem with me having a problem with our president right now, and you bashed Obama for the last eight years Same on thing. social media or yeah. to your friends, you can fuck off too because you're a hypocrite too. I'm sorry if you're allowed to have a problem with Obama or Bush or Clinton or Bush again or whoever. <laughs> if you're allowed to have a problem with them, I can have a problem with our current president. So don't tell me to stop whining, suck it up and accept that he's my president. I know he's my president. I'm not an idiot. But that doesn't mean I have to agree with him. Just like it didn't mean that you had to agree with Obama or Bush or Clinton or Bush or whoever. Reagan or whoever. So <laughs> if you have a problem with me having a problem with our president, you can fuck off too. Um, Bye. But I, I, hope, I hope that if you've listened this far, you at least have a little bit of an open mind to think as objectively as is humanly possible yeah. about some of this. I, I understand it's... As humans, it's almost impossible for us to be completely objective. It is impossible for us to be completely objective because our viewpoints and our perspectives come from how we were raised and the experiences we've had, and we've talked about that before. So I understand that, but at least try. Please, at least try. Um, Okay, so (laughs) rant over. I'm sorry this was a heavy one this week. There's a lot of shit happening, guys. And it's going to keep happening. It's not going to let up anytime soon. I have a lot of opinions about this stuff. And if Cecilia let me, I would just talk and talk and talk about this. Because I talk to her about it all the time. But we're going to cut it off here. Um, I did see a quote this week. Uh, Hang on. Cecilia, tell a joke. I'm going to get my phone. Um... Yeah, so I okay. I don't. I don't. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I I only have um, Asian jokes. <laughs> That's okay. Which is kind of relevant to this podcast, I guess. Yeah. Do oh you my have gosh. an Asian joke? You should name this podcast "Immigrant Joining Us America," <laughs> 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 which is so uh. true. All right, let's see. Okay, dead air. Dead air. Dead air on the podcast. Um, so, Art. Hang on. Um, okay, I'm not good at this. You told me to be on this podcast okay. because... Okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry. I don't, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast. I think... Did I share this this top one with you? Nope. Did I say that to you? Uh, yeah, you, you showed me that. Yeah, okay. I don't think I shared it on the podcast. Yeah, you don't share it on the podcast. Um, all right, so uh, if if you had joined us a couple of weeks ago, I think at this point for our episode when we talked about um, God and the Bible and religion and all that stuff, uh, I think that was a good conversation too. Um, probably alienating to some of our audience, but I I hope not. I I hope it was constructive at least. But um, I was listening to another podcast. Uh, it was Pete Holmes' podcast. It's called "You Made It Weird, Not Sponsored." Um, and okay. <laughs> shocking, I look, I just love Pete Holmes and I don't care who knows it. I hope he knows it. I love you, Pete. Um, <laughs> he's a great man. He's a great thinker. I love him. Anyway, he had somebody on uh, his podcast and they were talking about some of that stuff as they often do. Um, and it was a guy that was talking about, uh, the fact that God has a plan for people. Um, and if you kind of can just bring yourself to the point where you can let go. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and just kind of let God handle things for you and take care of you. He will, um, because God wants the best for you. Uh, he doesn't want he doesn't want your life to suck. He wants you, he wants you to be <laughs> awesome. He wants you to succeed. He created you for a certain thing, and he wants you to be able to realize that talent and that potential. So anyway, he was talking about that, and he he made the statement. I loved it. He said, the difference between me and God is that God has never thought he was me. And he said that in the context of saying there are so many times that he thought that he knew what was best for his life and he would try to take control over and over again and every time it would crash and burn. And when he finally realized that he could let go, (laughs) the cliche saying let go and let God, um, when he finally realized, realized so original, he could do that, Josh. I know. When he finally realized he could do that, God worked things out for him. And that's not an excuse to be lazy. He wasn't talking about sitting back and saying, okay, God, do everything for me. But he was more talking about surrendering the direction uh, and purpose of his life, I think. Um, so he said the difference between me and God is that God has never once thought he was me. And I thought that was really interesting. I think that's a that's an interesting take on it. Um because like God it's, do his work in America. Yeah, it's it's true. God has never once thought he was you. But we, I think, often try to play God. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. So, uh, And so did Hitler. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, well, I was trying to bring it up after being so de- <laughs> depressing the whole time. Um, it, it's just, it's a little bit of a depressing time, guys. And I, I hope that everybody is able to find... Whether you agree with what's going on or you don't agree, there is a lot of tension and vitriol and and very binary, uh, antagonistic thinking that's going on. So I hope that you can find some kind of peace and joy and relaxation and escape somewhere. Um, for me, it's this uh, and music and a few other things. For you, I, I hope that you have something. Food. Food or sleep. Chocolate and, yeah. chocolate and sleeping yeah. and napping. Um, okay, guys. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you want to contact us and tell us how much we suck because we're anti-Trump. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. No, you but, should. But you should. You, here's how you can reach us. Good call because I almost forgot to do that yeah, again. Thank you. I was going to say. Here's how you do that. If you, if you do want to reach out, look, I, I'm I'm totally willing to read and, and, and have a conversation. And don't call me anti-Trump because I didn't – Listen, I already made it clear I'm not a citizen <laughs> here, so I didn't get so to vote she, for anybody. She didn't vote. Um, <laughs> I, I did, vote. <laughs> and I did not vote for Trump. So you can shoot all that at me if you want. Um, I woke up and I was like, "Well, you guys voted for him." And I, so... I didn't vote for Hillary either. For those of you who are like, "Oh, you're just a liberal." Um, okay, so if you want to talk to us, I, I'm more than happy to have a conversation, and I will read everything. And I'm more than happy to to look at other sides and viewpoints of this i i've read articles and watched videos that are the other viewpoint um to this several other viewpoints to this and i'm happy to do so again so if you want to reach out um we have an email address it's here's the thingcast at gmail.com uh you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash here's the thingcast we're on twitter at httcast and we're on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash here's the thingcast so those are all places where you can reach out to us, you can talk to us, you can interact with us. And if you have opinions um, or questions or if you think uh, I'm a dummy or I'm not educated about some of this, um, clearly I, I don't know everything there is to know about this and I'm not a scholar when it comes to all this. But 
But we also don't care about your opinion. <laughs> I have I have read up on it, and I I do care about your opinion. <laughs> I would love to know what you think, and if you know more about this than I do, then by all means, tell me what I've missed or where I'm mistaken or where I'm just not informed enough. So um, reach out and talk to us, or if there's any other podcast episodes that you have heard that you have comments about, or if you just want to show us that weird mole that you found, you can do that, <laughs> and we would be happy to hear from you. Um, nobody has, has shown us a weird mole yet. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. Preferably with that. like a little bit of hair maybe growing out oh, of it. Oh, God. Maybe part of it is a different color than the rest. Of, whatever. Whatever you got, Let's you can send it. it in and we'll take a look at it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been cathartic at least to get some of this out, I think. Yeah. So thank you for at least being here and listening if you've listened this far uh we're gonna be back here same time same place next week you should be here too he's gonna come back and be like what he's gonna be what happened, happened while i was gone <laughs> that's what you get for getting sick buddy yeah. okay uh say see you later to the people see you later